0: This is the Mighty Quinn. Warning, you guys. This podcast is explicit. Yes, it is adult content. Yes, it's not for kids. The views and opinions are by us and nobody else. So, if you're looking for something without adult content... I suggest you go somewhere else. Bye now. Welcome back to the one and only, yeah, that's right, the only podcast in the Uinta Basin. I am your host of the Uinta Basement, the Mighty Quinn, coming to you from the armpit of Utah, the Uinta Basin. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks everybody. Yep, it's another Wednesday quickie. Yep, I'm out here. Uh in my uh, shack with the heaters on right now, because it's a frigid, windy day outside. Yeah, I complain a lot. That's uh, that's the Quinn in me. <laughs> yep, I'm out here having me a, a cerveza, and uh, gonna chit-chat with you guys for a second, you know? You're uh, not really giving me too much uh, feedback, so the feedback that I do get, uh, will banter on that. Um, it might not be a full half hour. It might be just a few minutes tonight. It just depends what's on my head. Um, it's very hard for me to, uh, round up content all the time. Um, we go from our, uh, big shows with, uh, Cody and, uh, uh the mighty Quinn and friends how's that (laughs) no I gotta try things and bounce them off you guys all the time I you know let's see what works um but our our shows with Cody uh I tend to uh you know put together some bullet points so that uh if we have a slow pause pause you know that is um there's a couple of people shout out uh, Angel Severa and Justin Simmons of the other side of the beehive that I've mentioned before. pause is what I mean they uh, if you guys uh, listen to their show and go back in time you'll figure out what pause really means so and if you do know what it means feel free to go to you into basement podcast on Facebook and uh, let me know jingle my ear a little bit so uh i was reading some of the top headlines um lately and and apparently PETA P-E-T-A you know uh the people against uh animal abuse and and wanting to own animals um they want to take the bullpen Away from major League baseball, I don't think I feel good about this um it's totally my opinion, but this is an American classic game that uh, went back to the 1800s. People have been playing this game forever, and the bullpen has a name for a reason they want to change the name to arm barn. <laughs> Oh, pussification of America, oh man, oh man. So, yeah, Um, what do you guys think out there? Do you think that we need to go back and change everything to make it politically correct now, or just kind of go on and, and realize that maybe it should have changed uh, years ago, but, uh, you know, it has a good ring to it. I don't know. For me, it'll always be the bullpen. So, uh, I had on our, uh, Facebook, uh, group site, I had, uh, the question asked, and this would be Boyd that's been on our, uh, uh, podcast on episodes, I think, clear back to four. Um, Boyd was on it with it. It's Cody's dad. Um. He wants to know oysters or clams. In my liking, I love clam dip. I love oysters. We go to a place in right out of uh, Petaluma, California. I think it's actually right out of tamales. Uh, Nathan Kelly out there, correct me if I'm wrong. Shout out to you, cousin. Love you to death. But uh, Bodego Bay, we go down there and we buy oysters. Yes, we have to shuck them. Um, the people that are living there in the community, this is something they do all the time. Um My cousin makes uh, a barbecue sauce slash uh, garlic sauce to put on top with a little bit of lime juice. Um, Oysters to me, I've been eating them since I was a small fry, about six years old. My uncle Diver Dan used to get them for us as well. He also taught us to dig clams. And clams were really a weird thing for me because you ate them damn near whole. They just got them out, opened them up, seared them on the grill for two seconds, and you swallowed it. A little bit rubbery, but good. Um, We're spoiled. I do make a, a very awesome, authentic clam chowder, and I usually make it for the Super Bowl. And big pot, and everything is homemade, and it takes me all day. I will share that recipe with you guys. It won't be on this podcast or this episode. Um, I, uh, but between clams and oysters, uh, I'm gonna have to go with oysters. Uh, although, if you get down below uh, California and you get it down the Baja. Do not get the oysters down there. I do not recommend it. They uh, are definitely a cold water thing. And they have uh, a throw up taste. (laughs) When you have them anywhere else. So I I have always went and tried to find fresh ones. And I can't get them any fresher than Bodego Bay, California. Okay, Boyd also asked. Led Zeppelin. Or Deep Purple? Oh! It's a hard one. Deep Purple, um, amazing band. Uh, Doesn't get the recognition that uh, definitely uh, Led Zeppelin. I'm going to have to throw uh, Black Sabbath also in there as well. Um, You know, Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple, and Black Sabbath were known as the unholy trinity of British hard rock of the 70s. Um. If I have to choose, I'm going to go back to my traditional Led Zeppelin. They had more publicity. They had more concerts. They had uh, a bigger fan base, which kept them running. And they never went and changed band members. Um, John Bonham passes away. The band's done. So they didn't add on and bring in a, a guest appearance. So, you know, keeping it original is very, very genuine to me. Um And I mean, god damn, they were good. Deep Purple played some great songs, you know, but Led Zeppelin put hit after hit after hit out for me. So there you go, Boyd. I'm going with the dreaded led again. Yeah, 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 Another boyd, two cents, huh? <laughs> He's gonna love it when we get the new uh uh, equipment setup he's going to be able to call in and and tell us what's on his mind once in a while that'll be fun for us on the the show um he's asking uh chocolate chip or pumpkin chocolate chip <laughs> oh good hell that's easy chocolate chip pumpkin chocolate chip what the hell is that That sounds like something you get at a Starbucks. I'm looking at pumpkin pie is the only thing that should be pumpkin. You shouldn't have anything else that resembles pumpkin. Pumpkin pie is the only thing that I will eat that is pumpkin. I don't understand coffee shops. And they're latte-spiced pumpkins and pumpkin-spiced this and that. Um, however, pumpkin's good for you. It's good for your body, but if you eat too much of it, you'll turn orange. Yes, you will. <laughs> okay, the question is, rifle hunt or muzzleload hunt or archery hunt? Well, I'll tell you what I like. Um, I have been on deer hunts since I was six years old with my father. Um, They're always a rifle hunt. Um, There's one year in my life that I did do archery. I have never been muzzleloading. It's never been my thing. I've always liked uh, the family camp. The get out, the cook out. So all the people that hunted in my family all picked up a rifle. Um and then in the late nineties and early two thousands, people started watching the odds of if I put in for a muzzle loader, I I get better odds in this area, or if I do archery, I can do this area. And so I think it lost a lot of uh, uh, family support to where it just became an individual sport and you know how i feel about the sport of hunting i'm a gatherer i also like family tradition as well so i am going to go back to the rifle however i did build white system muzzle in this great town of roosevelt for almost two years yes i was a gunsmith i learned how to uh tig weld etched guns, stamped the guns with serial numbers, and then I became a stock supervisor that did hand checkering and definitely painted stocks and lacquered and got them set up for the assembly guys. So, yeah, rifle hunt is what I do and I probably will try some different things coming futuristic, Um, but if I have to choose... It's rifled, and it's because of the family tradition. Well, and I think uh, Kid Rock sings that, and so does uh, Hank Williams, right? It's family tradition. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, leave it to Boyd. Yep. Oral sex or doggy? <laughs> Both. Oh, uh, to the next. Alien, Satan, or God's children? Well, that's real easy. We all like Satan, don't we? <laughs> no. Oh, man, that's a hard decision because it uh, there's like a no gray area there. Um, uh, let's go with God's children. Choose the right. Yep. That sounds sounds uh credible. Um I don't have much to say on that. I'm not a religious person, so um I don't know what's expected and how this is gonna turn out. Um I'm just gonna try to be a good person and hope to think that uh there is some good things on the other side of the rainbow here. So and not at Skinwalker Ranch. doo 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 doo. boyd's last and final final question to me in which i'm gonna ask these on uh when we record this week with cody and see what his uh ideas are on it but uh the last question because the turkey day is coming up Turkey or ham Well I cook a mean turkey breast on the smoker. I also have had a few spiraled hams that I have not really liked. Um to me um, ham needs to be cooked almost fried like you're having a ham steak for breakfast. So when it comes out of the oven and it's moist, I love that word. I tell you guys that all the time. When it's just moist and uh, kind of has all the fat, and you peel it off the bone, and you because it's spiral cut, um, yeah, I get burned out on it, you know. Especially if it's a sweet ham. So I'm gonna have to choose turkey, and turkey is is great, and I have a great recipe for a smoked. Turkey breasts, I throw a couple of them on the smoker usually every year to, uh, it's a crowd pleaser at the house, but a tri-tip roast is the best thing about Thanksgiving. If somebody whips out a tri-tip roast, I'm going to eat it over both ham and turkey. And I know it's a turkey day, but that's what Thanksgiving's about is, uh, Sharing those potluck meals with your family, friends, uncles, aunts. Um maybe some of you just messed up met, met off the streets. <laughs> oh. So yep, there's your answers. I'll make sure that uh I get these same questions from Boyd to Cody. Now that I've given you guys my two cents, which it doesn't matter, worth worth a damn, um, we'll uh, move on to uh, some fish and wildlife. So, apparently, up below the dam, you can fish with artificial lures, um, and a guy caught a 29-inch brown trout on a Rapala, or... Rapala is, I guess, how they say it on TV. We, here in the Uinta Basin, call it Rapalas. But, I guess, back east, there's Rapala. Brought to you by Rapala. Okay, I'll read the article to you. Daggett County, Utah, November 11th, 2029. Not this, 2021. And this is uh, the Gephardt Daily. Springville resident Kyle Kulon decided to cap a long day of fishing on the Green River below the dam with just a little bit more fishing. So he cast out another lure as the sun began to set. This is going to be a good story. He caught several trout and decided to cast out a Rapala. When it turned dark, says Facebook post shared by the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources. Colin felt a major tug on his line. He caught and released the fish of his dreams with a 29-inch monster brown trout, says the Utah DWR, which shared the video. Because without a video, it's just another fish story. <laughs> you guys got to get on the uh, DWR website. It's uh, wildlife.utah.gov. You'll be able to see this. Um, the thing was, they they did a little bit of checking. The average brown trout is seven to fourteen inches. So this is a monster fish. It's a two to four times the length of an average pier. Twenty-nine inches is about the height of the one year old. The fish is about the length of nine point six boxes of jello laid end to end. It would take two point one of these monsters fish stacked. Fish lips to tell, Finn, to match the height of actor Kevin Hart, 2.65 of them to stretch the altitude of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So, yeah, it's a real big fish. Congratulations, Kyle, the DWR statement says. So, yeah, shout out to that dude, man. How fun would that be, you know? I've been down there. Uh, I've taken the damn, damn tour. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And when you come out at the bottom of the dam you take an elevator and some stairs and you go see the turbines. I don't know if after the terrorist stuff that we had 9-11, even if they let you go back down into dams, but the dam, dam. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we went down to the bottom and as and soon as you open up the rivers coming out the bottom of the dam and they have a catwalk that you can walk on. And it's kind of intimidating because there's a big wall of water behind you. Uh, probably a 1500 foot uh, uh, dike that's, you know, you're sitting behind and, well, I don't know if it's 1,500 foot tall, but uh, it's pretty damn tall. I know the water on the opposite side over 400 feet deep. so. But all the fish come up right there because they've got 25-cent uh, candy machines full of fish food that people feed them. And it makes you want to go down and fish. So, and you can't fish right, I think, I'm going to say it's like 100 yards from the dam. There's an area down there and it's posted. And you can't go back. But the night fishing down there is amazing. I have done it myself. I've been on multiple trips. um, And, you know, this time of year you think you'd freeze your ass off. But it's like being in a cave. It's like 55 degrees down there. It's warmer than it is up on top. So I suggest getting up there. Just be prepared when you get there. There's always a game warden and a police officer available at all times on those damn dams. <laughs> so, check it out. So, I don't know if uh, this portion of these episodes is good or not. So, give me feedback. I'm always going to constantly ask for some feedback. Um, I tend to think that I'm a good cook, um, I'm the chef of the house. I love to cook. It uh, It's something about pleasing people with good food and comfort. You know, I mean, that's basically a great entertaining thing in my life. Um, so, if you guys get your pens and papers ready, I'll give you a recipe. Okay. Now that you got them these are crispy carnitas and these are excellent oh uh, this is one of my favorite foods and the thing about uh carnitas is pork is cheap pork is uh something that you can get a good pork roast uh you know less than 15 bucks uh pork loins yeah they cost they cost a little bit more and that's the backstrap of uh pig so you know they're not going to have as much fat and they're they're, they make a good roast but you can also do pulled porks and carnitas now this is a recipe that goes in the instapot because a lot of times i work a full day out here and i forget to thaw out a roast or put it in the crock pot in the morning so the instapot is a quick cure um you could probably crock or not crock pot, uh, pressure cook as well. Um, You know, I'm not too familiar with the pressure pressure cooker setup, but I use my Instapot. So here's what you'll need. These are your ingredients. One four to five pound lean boneless pork roast cut into two inch chunks with excess fat trimmed off. You don't have to have four to five the if you have less you're just going to have a lot more brine when it's left over and you're going to take it out and and only spoon what you want on top of it and throw it under the broiler anyway so i just want you to know and be specific you don't have to have a four to five pound roast i mean good hell sometimes you're only cooking for two sometimes you're cooking for a lot but if you cook a lot then you got leftovers leftovers are great to take to work so You need some fine sea salt and freshly cracked black pepper. One tablespoon of avocado oil. I used olive oil usually. It doesn't have to be avocado. One batch of mojo sauce. I'm saying mojo. It's mojo. It's the mojo sauce. Um, And I'm going to tell you here in a minute how to make that. And no, we're not going to do it in the outhouse like Cody does. (laughs) Shout out to Cody. All right. Uh, For serving chopped fresh cilantro, diced white or red onion, or fresh salsa. I just grabbed some pico. You can chop up some cilantro if you you wish. So, you know, whatever goes good with your tacos, you got to always do it. That's what a taco is. You're throwing together a blend of things to put in a tortilla. It's awesome all right this is the mojo mojo sauce however you guys want to say it this is how you make it one cup of beer <laughs> and for you uh people that are non-alcoholics <laughs> you can use chicken stock so one cup of beer one cup of chicken stock um, six cloves of garlic minced And I get mine from the great old Wally World or Sam's Club or Costco. I get the big jar, so it's already done. If you're uh, somebody that can go through and press it and chop it, go ahead. I like convenience on that portion of it. A half a cup of fresh orange juice. A quarter cup of fresh lime juice. One tablespoon of ground cumin. Uh, Some people call it cumin. I call it cumin no i call it camino (laughs) one teaspoon of dried oregano one teaspoon of fine sea salt a half a teaspoon of freshly cracked black pepper so on the sea salt you could put it in if you'd like Um, usually if you're doing chicken broth it'll be salty as well so that's how you get that you whisk it all together and that'll be, uh, you set it aside until ready for use. Now you season the pork chunks on all sides with salt and pepper. Click saute setting on the Instapot. Add the oil followed by half of the pork and sear, turning every 45 to 60 seconds or so. Until the pork is browned on all sides. Transfer pork to a separate clean plate and and repeat with the remaining pork searing until it has all browned on all sides press cancel to turn off the heat now make sure that uh, it's cooled down because you will have a little bit of oil i use a little oil in the bottom of my uh, instapod Uh, this recipe did not say throw the oil in the bottom i would so um pour the uh, mojo sauce and toss briefly, combine with the pork, close the lid securely, and set vent to ceiling. And then you uh, set the thing on the high setting for 30, and then you let it naturally uh, just come to, uh, what are they, naturally vending instead of opening it up after the 30 minutes so i mean it really actually is probably about a 45 minute to an hour cook i know they call it an instapot but it it still takes an hour because you got to get up to temps and, and fall back down but then after this is all done Set the oven broiler to high heat. Remove the lid of the Instapot. Shred the pork with two forks. Then transfer it with a slotted spoon to a large baking sheet. Um, I don't use forks on mine. I have one of those uh, Pampered Chef. uh, It's a ground beef. It looks like a a star or a gear off of a car. (laughs) And you can pound the meat with it and it actually shreds it at the same time. So that's what I use. But, uh, you know, everybody's got their little tools. But spoon about a third of the leftover juices evenly on top of the pork and toss to combine. Broil for four to five minutes or until the edges of the pork begin browning and crisping up. Remove the baking sheet from the oven, then half of the remaining juices from the instapot evenly pour evenly over pot even over the pork pork with the toss to combine tongue tied. Broil for an additional five minutes to get the meat even more crispy. Remove the baking sheet from the oven. Then ladle the remaining juices over the pork and toss to combine. Sprinkle with chopped fresh cilantro, then serve in warm tacos, burritos, salads, or whatever sounds good. Hey, there you go. There's dinner. Eat! Eat! I really do appreciate uh, the feedback that Boyd gave us, and uh, any feedback that I do get, uh, I'm starting to get uh, some uh, guidance, let's just say that, with some of your guys' feedback. Whether it's negative or positive, you know, Um, even if it's negative, I take it as you guys are actually following us. Um, I hope you like our content. Um, We're trying to get better as we go, and, you know, always evolving into maybe uh, a something that this could turn into later in time um appreciate your support everyone this is episode number 26 and i'm out of here so the mighty quinn is leaving the building thanks for having me yeah i i i i i i mm-hmm. thank <laughs> you